Why didn't our ancestors leave Egypt during the plague of darkness? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Christ with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. We're up to the Torah portion of Bo, where we finish off this series of the ten plagues that God wrought against our Egyptian oppressors before the exodus of Egypt at Sias Mitzrayim. And the Chassam Sofer raises a question regarding the plague of darkness. The ninth of the plagues, the way our sages describe the plague, pretty evident actually in the text itself, this was not simply that the Egyptians had a hard time seeing because it was a little dark outside. This was a heavy darkness. By Yamesh, it was a darkness that was palpable, tangible. They could not move. They were overwhelmed or potentially even absolutely constricted by the darkness. Yet, the Jews could see. We had light at least on our residences, but as the Midrashim indicate, Rashi and Chumash describes, we could move freely during the period of darkness. This allowed us to bury those who died in the period of darkness and allowed us to take a look around the Egyptian homes, get an assessment of just what they had, take an inventory so that when we were leaving Egypt and we would knock on the doors of our neighbors and say, hi, any gifts for the road? And, oh, I'd love to give you some, some money or some silver or some jewelry, but I just don't have any. And we would respond, oh, well, maybe I'll just take the cash that I saw in the bedroom at the top left of the stairs on the right side of the dresser. And maybe that nice fancy... Egyptian cotton tunic that I saw and the left side of the downstairs closet, we had already taken a quick view of the entire Egyptian wealth during this darkness. If we could see and they could not, we could move and they could not, why didn't we leave? Now actually, toss this question out in some of my classes this week. One boy came up with a fascinating theory. He argued Well, since the plague of darkness was because Egyptians weren't letting us leave, if we would walk out the door when we would leave Egypt, the plague would cease to have purpose, and there would no longer be darkness, and then they could see, and they could quickly set chase. Other kids started arguing, well, then maybe during the darkness we could have taken all their weapons, got kind of creative over there. Chassam Sofer takes a different route. Chassam Sofer suggests we didn't leave because it would have been the wrong thing to do. Why would that have been the wrong thing to do? Chassam Sofer understands that at the end of Vayechi, the end of Genesis, when Joseph, Yosef, made our ancestors swear, his brothers, the grandparents, great-great-grandparents of those who are currently facing this terrible Egyptian servitude, when he made them swear, the text says, Vayash by Yosef, and this simple read of the text is he made us swear that upon exit, we would take his body out of the land. So there was one oath that he demanded, that we take his body, and there was a condition to that oath when the time arrived for our salvation. But, some understand the Targum Yonah, some Rozil on that verse, Yosef was actually making us swear a second oath as well, that we would not leave until getting the signal from God until God gave us the green light 
we would not leave. We, we had to understand that this stay in Egypt was serving a purpose, and until God dictated, time is up, we cannot leave Egypt. We know that tragically there was a group who decided to leave Egypt much earlier, the Bnei Ephraim, ironically, grandchildren of Yosef, who left early, and they become the dry bones seen by Yechezkel because they don't make it. They left without God's clearance. So over here, during the period of darkness, even though we had the capacity to leave the land, we didn't have the right to leave the land. Now, that's a very interesting lesson, but if we think this through, let's look at the perspective of those making this decision. If we leave now, that's the end of the story. If we don't leave now, there's another plague in store for the Egyptians. I don't know if we had a perception of just how devastating that plague would be, but strong reason to believe we knew from the beginning the plague that had been told to Moshe that I'm going to destroy the firstborn of Egypt if Paro doesn't play nice. Well, if we go past this number nine, conceptually you know there are going to be ten, the ten plagues match the ten utterances of creation. The second utterance of creation was let there be light. The second to the last plague is going to be darkness. There's going to be some plague that's the equivalent, kind of the counter, to let the world exist. Let there be a starting point. And that's going to be the elimination of the starting points of Egypt, the firstborns of Egypt. A lot of firstborns. And if we leave now, we're saving all their lives. Stay put, tragic consequences for the Egyptians. That's not our calculation. Our job is to go with what is God demanding of us now. And if he's saying stay put, we stay put. We can't try to out-God God, to out-calculate God. Well, you know, we're going to bring about a greater compassion, a greater salvation if we leave right now. That's not our job. Our job is to recognize that if we have made an oath, and by the way, the terminology back there by Yosef is an oath, in Tehillim chapter 105, Kufhei, there's a verse in the 20s, uh, 24 maybe, of that chapter, not recalling right now, but it describes the plague of darkness, and the text in Psalms describes that in the plague of darkness, we actually found there's a psalm sitting here on my table, so I'm going to grab this. It's chapter 105 at verse 28. Shalach He sent darkness and made it dark. Vlomaru estvaro. And they didn't defy his word. During the darkness, we had the capacity to do something, but that would have been defying God's word. We did not. And that's how um, the Chassam Sofer understands the message of that verse in Psalm 105. Not to find God's word, recognizing that even if we have other calculations and theories and getting out of Egypt is so significant, it's going to allow us to serve God in the desert. Getting out of Egypt is going to allow us to spare that incredible suffering to the rest of the Egyptian empire. Getting out of Egypt, we could come up with excuse after excuse, rationale after rationale for why this is the right thing to do, but if God says otherwise, it's the wrong thing to do. And this notion of yielding, forfeiting our ego to God, there's enough space for our ego within what God wants us to do and exercising 
good use of ego to accomplish what God wants us to do. And when it runs contrary, saying, okay, I'm going to yield to you. Potentially at this juncture, when we need that merit to leave the land and we're going to follow this plague of darkness with the bringing of the Paschal Lamb, despite the fact that the Egyptians worshipped that lamb, and the circumcision, despite that being physically difficult, and our devotion to God, this may be a significant prep in that direction, or holding back from jumping at the opportunity that feels good, feels right, to do that which is good and is right. If we can take the message to heart of always evaluating what is it that God is asking me to do now? What is it that he's asking me not to do now? And that's the starting point. And then exercise our individuality and our ego and our unique talents to accomplish and to, to excel and to shine. But recognizing that the starting point is God's directive, we will certainly be far more likely to do that which is actually correct to avoid that which is technically incorrect and be the type of people who will be far more likely to achieve Eratoclus.